Support for Accounting for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Uh, Kenny, uh, I think you have a filter on in your video settings. Uh, um, I, I think, y- yes, yes, Brandon, um, it is a, some sort of filter. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fix it right now, uh, but I'm prepared to uh, move forward with, with the episode uh, like this if I have to. Oh, okay. Um, can you, I'm, can I'm you just... hear me just fine or... Yeah, I, I can hear you just fine. It's just the, the filter. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm here, Brandon. I'm I'm ready to to host the wrestling podcast, but uh, I'm not a cat. I, I can see that. All right, look, don't worry about it. I, I got to do some adjustments myself. Um, just just give me a second here too. Showtime, here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon, the stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, George drives everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white with the cold stare, you know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow so real. Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss, no pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch, no pennies in my shorts, just a penny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the source, not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts, what? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Brandon, how's your hole? (sighs) I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little butthurt right now. (laughs) Like for reals, bro. That was some BS. I missed the edge of the chair. Hunter says, I have literally absolutely no clue about this whole thing. I missed Raw. Next thing I know, it's all over the internet, and Kenny's making merch with my hole on it, and it's I'm just fucking confused. You see what happens when you miss an episode of Monday Night Raw? You come out really confused. <laughs> Dude, it blew up, man. It was super trending on Twitter. Uh, it was not that I thought they were going to like sort of bury it, because they I guess they edited it out of some of the clips, because I was like, oh, I'll just go check it out to see it. Um, but I guess it's taken off, man. And I guess they, they referenced it again. You know, they, the they show, did it on so, SmackDown, yeah. but they didn't make a shirt yet. I, I had like a shirt up for like 24 <laughs> yeah, hours because I, I made one, but uh, I didn't I didn't want to get in trouble with Vinnie Mac, you know? Yeah. How yeah? How does that work? Like you just do. I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a parody. So it's like, is yeah. it like, do you can you get sued? I didn't want to find out. OK, look, this guy yeah. wasn't even giving WWE employees bonuses. So I figured, you know, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't test, you know, if you, damn it, I don't want to take care of the employees. I'm going to sue your ass, too. You know, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Wait, what, what was up with that, man? With the with the pay freeze, the freeze of everybody's payout. It's like, what happened with the financials? I thought everybody was making money. Hand I, over I, fist. I, that's what I'm confused. Like, you know, I usually defend the WWE. And then let me read this comment. Thank you so much. Taylor yeah. Arnold says your YouTube and podcast, the freaking best ever, dude. I appreciate that. Thank you so Aww. much. Uh, very sweet of you to say. Um, now, that being said, um, yeah, I'm confused because it's like WWE is making money, you know, hand over fist. And then you don't give the 
you know the the crew like a bo- their bonuses mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't know and you know maybe i don't confess to being a, a business scholar here but i yeah. mean really like what the hell Says due to financial prudence. What's that? It knows about what that what that means. Is the chat refreshing the and chat. I can't see it? Uh oh. Better be working here. Come on, chat. Or is it everybody just I, silent I today? No, I see. <laughs> That's what it is, brother. Brother. Yeah, Nobody really wants to watch us, brother. Yeah. There, oh, there we go. Goes. There it goes. <laughs> Handsome boys. boys. Let's have a smooch. Yeah, Brandon, do you have a Valentine? Eskimo kisses. Do you have a Do you have a Valentine, Brandon? You know, I got a lot of Valentines, bro. Like all over, all over the bay. <laughs> I'm just that kind of guy, you know. I got a lot of love to spread around. No, oh, that's okay. Got a lot of chocolates to buy. Oh, well, I really thought you were gonna say I have a lot of chocolate to spread, and I was like gonna be like the most cocky thing I've ever heard you say, and I was like, uh, okay, Brandon. No, 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 okay. no. But no, anyway, people, they, hey, they're asking for a Brandon rant tonight. You can give it to them, Brandon. What are you going to rant about? Uh, I'll think of something, man. <laughs> you know what I want to rant about? Well, I kind of want to. Well, it's not really a rant so much as I want to know what's going on with uh, with Taylor Swift, man. What, what was this? We were we were going to sing a song to warm up before the show. <laughs> So we were talking we were about Taylor like, Swift. Hey, yeah. All right. So we were talking about Taylor Swift, and uh, I I had to tell my sisters this too. I guess nobody really knows what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, so Taylor Swift signed a deal, I guess, to get like uh, basically to get cash up front in regards to her first six albums. So basically, the deal was like, okay, we'll give you cash up front, the record label, but we will own the master recordings to your first six albums. So that was all the way up to like Reputation in 2017. Long story short. Um, Scooter Braun, very famous, um, very famous, um, what do you call it? Producer mm-hmm. buys the company and then sells off her, her songs to an investment firm. <laughs> Long story <laughs> short, they're trying to extort Taylor Swift and Taylor says, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and re-record my first six albums. <laughs> so Taylor Swift dropped last night. Uh, the first single love story. That's like, yeah. Yeah, it sounded fantastic. You were like, "Man, I, like, All right? Yeah, it's like perfect. Like recording, it sounds just as. It awesome sounded as just like the original, if yeah. not better. It, it, if you had told me it was a remaster of the original, I'd have believed you. I had no idea. I thought it was just like a little like Valentine's Day thing. I didn't know it was like it's because she's being extorted. No, hey, you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta learn something from T Swift. Like, if I were ever to say, you know, Brandon, you're not allowed to do the you know to use your footage from the podcast you got to find yeah. a way to screw me over just refilm the podcast <laughs> with just you <laughs> just me just over the corner i have to find a there's it's hard to find somebody that does what you do though so it's like i don't know if i could like copy it <laughs> exactly it's okay brandon you could just say yeah. I'm, I'm cute go ahead wow yeah <laughs> yeah so hunter says these. uh uh, thank you for this, by the way. It says, I've had a really rough time recently, and especially today. Knowing this podcast t- was tonight was a blessing. Brandon, you see how people feel about us? Like, why can't I'm you feel ble- about the podcast like that? You're on the freaking podcast. You don't I'm even care. I'm blessing people, bro. I told you the last time. Wow. I'm a hero. I- I'm helping people through tough times. Hunter, I'm doing my part. Forget him. Thank you so much for your comment. I definitely appreciate it. Um, and hey, again, I've always told you, you need someone to talk to. You let me know. 
All right. That's right, man. But Brandon, back to the bonuses. What is going on with these bonuses? Again, it's like what give me a, a fiscal reason why WWE would withhold bonuses if they're making more money and more profit than they've ever made before. What the hell are we doing here? Why would we let our crew go unpaid? Right. It'd be one thing w- if like they were like, Hey, listen, guys, we lost money this year. Uh, you know, things are tight. Let's do the you know, we fortunately we can't give you your bonuses. But like when you're making more money, we get the peacock deal coming in. It's mm-hmm. like I feel like it's kind of screwing your employees. I heard uh, the the rumor was that backstage morale was really bad, mm. really bad. See, that's true. That's what I'm wondering. Like maybe they're just gonna like pay everybody differently, so they don't have to so, like just shift the bonus stuff around. Maybe that's the reason why they're doing it. It's not- I'm just saying. I I always defend WWE, but I I don't know how I defend them on this one. If the reports are true, like if if it's what it says it is, how what the hell am I gonna can I do, what can I say to that? What does that mean to the, the employees? Yeah, uh, yeah. This is tough. Uh, hopefully, more stuff will come out about it as we find out what, what's going on and why that happens. But yeah, if there's any any finance people in the, in there that, that might understand what's going on. <laughs> Fernando says they must have invested in GameStop and AMC. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of, of which, so one Cameron Grimes comes back on NXT, right? And he comes with a, with a Lamborghini. He hits the parking lot, looking looking like basically brand fantasy something he can never never live in his real life but um, he comes out and i'm tweeting you know you know how i am with my jackass or i'm tweeting and i was like what, what happened this guy invested in gamestop and, and cashed out before it fell <laughs> and i'll be damned if this man didn't cut a promo that literally said i was playing video games and i invested in something called gamestop and i'm like oh my god i should just write for wwe all right. Then I come to find out Ryan Satin had tweeted something. So Ryan Satin's going to get all the credit in the world. Oh, uh, right? man. The kitty thought of it first. Man, I, I missed out on all of the all the stonks, man. I missed all out the on that thing. I missed out on it. And everything started blowing up. Brandon, you could have uh, moved out from Mother's Basement. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. I would have had some money to play around with. That would have been good to, good investment, man. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon's yeah. got a lot of money to play with because all the money that usually goes to the strip club <laughs> in 2020, he didn't. He, he had, had a whole separate bank account. He's a whole separate bank account there, for that. Yeah, yeah it's like, what do I do with this money? No. It's, it's not the same, all right? So it's just like a whole lot of my money. And I found out that people, you know, everybody's manipulating the stock market. And I could, I could have made some money. Well, what's really crazy is the people that got the money could just shut it all down and just be like, all right, no, we're not doing this anymore. It's like, what the hell? Man? I, that was crazy with the with the Robin Hood t- stuff. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, we're talking about it pretty late, but yeah, it's crazy to think that like people can just like, you know, basically that you you had the the upper class. I don't mean to make it, you know, something like that. But they were just like, oh, you're screwing us over and stuff. And it was just like, well, the little guys tried to get, get together and get ahead, and then the stock companies basically said, nah, we're gonna, no, we're gonna go ahead and cancel that out right now. Maybe that's what Vinnie Mac did with the. Uh, with that, the that's exactly what Vinnie Mac did. He was just like, he was just like, yeah, damn it, your bonuses, <laughs> gone. <laughs> but I thought, I thought we we just saw what Peacock. Nope, they're gone. <laughs> little guy never wins. Damn it. <laughs> But wait, oh, dude, I saw something about like Peacock, like not being as popular or as we thought it was, or something, or not. I, having, I read like, the that, subscriber but I numbers actually, or I heard like, that, but what? I actually didn't like read it. So, could you tell me? Uh, yeah, let me let me see here. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, internal financial documents from Comcast. Uh, Peacock streaming services reveals that the 10 month old platform is not as popular as believed by outsiders. Right. Uh, the, yeah, the data revealed. 
shows that while Peacock has 33 million subscribers, only around 11.3 million actively viewing households. Doesn't, so what does that matter though? They're basically saying that even though people are paying for it, only only a certain number are using it. Is that is that is that the uh, argument here? I, I, yeah. But how is that a bad you, thing? That means there's still be there's still profit to be had because they're still making their money every month. That's kind of what I'm getting at. But right. yeah, they, yeah. I mean, but not only that, we go back to the <laughs> argument again. It's all about how you say things. Oh well, it's not as lucrative as we thought it was. There's we thought it was twenty million, so eleven eleven point three or whatever. Um, WWE oh. Network was only one million, so no matter what, that's still like a lot bigger of an audience. It's still a good thing for WWE. You, they still it, in, are in it, a position where they should be able to pay their employees bonuses, <laughs> but right. still. Yeah, I, I guess it's the, the ad stuff, whether, you know, because I guess it relying on ads more so than. Uh, ah, OK. OK, other, I but, see. I see. So so basically like sponsors, things like that. Yeah. Okay, I, now I understand. So maybe that can be problematic, but still, but still it's still a better yeah. deal for WWE than being on the WWE network. OK, I mean, it's right, as simple right. as that. All right. Um, <laughs> Brandon, but what should we talk about first? We got a lot of topics to, to talk about, brother, brother. Yeah, so many topics. Here. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess I want to kind of go with the music angle stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, because we were talking about, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Bad Bunny. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, he's sort of blown up. So Bad Bunny, I mean, I, I, wanted, I went to a huge rant last week about Bad Bunny, but, um, you know, people, people still negative on Bad Bunny, yet Bad Bunny has done over $500,000 in merchandise sales for WWE. So it's very, very obvious that he's paying off you know what his involvement saying, what's that yeah you're saying like the only other person like he's close to that it was was reigns or something like that and i was I like think, Whoa, yeah i like think crazy. in the top five it was like there was a top five or something and uh i think bad bunny was number one but like roman reigns i think was like the other three spots or something where it was like oh, wow. men's men's women's and kids or something like that so reigns is still it, it's so funny though you know speaking of reigns random what? random rant here but a lot of people like to go uh, and say oh well you see, you see right here ugh bad bunny Again, the guy's <laughs> making money for WWE, so how can you say a oh, bad bunny? Just because you don't like him doesn't mean that ninety percent of the audience doesn't. You know, the, again, the Spanish-speaking audience goes completely crazy over him. Again, we can't be too mad if he's paying off for the other fans. Again, it, don't be so short-sighted that only, if you don't like it, <laughs> then you don't. You know, you don't pay attention to it. This is where the bonuses went, man. The company was buying. That's what it is. WWE was like, (laughs) they paid Bad Bunny all of the bonus money. That's really what happened. Now we're understanding. Vince was like, do I pay them? Do I pay these 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 miscreants? You know, their money, or do I give it to Bad Bunny? And he gave it to Bad Bunny. So now we understand. But anyway, getting back into it, were you what were you saying, Brandon? Yeah, well, I was gonna. This is sort of talking about that. I was gonna sort of segue into like, uh, I guess, uh, Bow Wow maybe wanting to wrestle. I was wondering if that was maybe sort of tied into the Bad Bunny stuff, since you know Bad Bunny. No, not at all. Not at all. Bow Wow just tweeted out because Bow Wow, Bow Wow, so thirsty for relevancy. Let's be honest (laughs) with you. Uh, He was basically saying, you know, after my last album, quote unquote, you know, I'm gonna go in and uh, uh, I've always wanted. It's been a dream of mine to go to WWE. And uh, with the tag team titles with Rey Mysterio. Oh wow! I'm like that's gonna that's gonna take some skill. Like I know I know what he's trying to say because Rey Mysterio is probably about his height, so that right. they, would, they would be a good team. But 
Rey Mysterio is a really talented superstar. So if you don't right. have the work rate of a Rey Mysterio, you come in at like five foot four. I don't know if you're gonna make it. <laughs> hey, but and I'm willing to be wrong. Yeah. And it's about. You, hey, you want to talk? Wait, wait. You want to talk yeah. about people saying like, I don't know who uh, Bad Bunny is. <laughs> yeah. Would people know who Bow Wow is at this point? <laughs> or would they confuse him with Lil Romeo? Oh man, whatever happened to that guy? He needs. He needs to re-record his uh, his catalog like Swift. <laughs> so I, that's, a, that's what we do. We there. just re-record our catalog. Yeah. <laughs> then we just re-record our catalog. Yeah. Just for for shits and giggles. Yeah. But Bella's also he's like an actor, right? So I think he could I think he could slot in. Is to, he an actor? The, yeah, or he's done some acting at least. So I think he could slide in and and work work some wrestling. I think he could do I it. I don't know, but I I'm willing to be wrong. I'm always willing to be wrong. I mean, I mean in case uh and I'm getting texts from Joey. Hi Joey. Uh, you know who you are. He's texting me that he's watching the podcast. Get in the chat, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so um Anyway, we're talking about Bow Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always okay with celebrity involvement, but it has to make sense. And, and that's my thing. Again, I don't mean to be a dick, but I don't think Bow Wow would move the needle in any way, shape, or form for WWE. He's, he, he was last relevant 10 years ago. You know what I mean? It's like not a situation where I think people would, would gravitate to Bow Wow. Like, you bring, like, Lil Uzi or something in before you bring Bow Wow. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you bring somebody, you, you bring somebody in that, that is relevant. Again, just because you don't know them doesn't mean they're not relevant, okay? Dr. NXT Scorpio, how are you? Thank you for joining us. All right. So, Brandon. Yes, sir. Let's talk about Kiara Hogan and Sasha Banks. There's a lot oh, of yeah. going Were on. Were we supposed to talk about this before? Uh, well, no, this this kind of oh, happened. Okay. This kind of happened this okay. week, too. Um, but Kiara uh-huh. Hogan, I mean, she's been uh, the one. What you're talking about was a couple of weeks ago. She had tweeted basically that Sasha right. Banks was copying her style and they had similar outfits. And first of all, I didn't see um, any similarity in the outfits that <laughs> Hollis is bringing John Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Ah, uh, yes. The man who's saying living out of her. I mean, that man was looking old at the was it the Super Bowl? Where the hell did they show him? Or is it oh the New Year's uh the New Year's bash or whatever? A new, yeah. new Year's Rock and Eve. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go ahead and put my other headphone on because I'm getting real distracted. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There, there, there we go, go, brother, go. brother. Um Bro, wait, wait, wait. So so Sasha is jacking people swag? Is that what no, this is? but she didn't though. It's like it's a very a similar jacket. fit, but it's like it, it wasn't a good thing to complain about. And Kara Hogan's just coming across really bad. And uh I don't I don't usually take sides on things like this. Uh mm-hmm. especially being hey, there's TNA, you know, or Impact Wrestling No Surrender on tonight, so I'm trying to support Impact, but um she was on a live with Tasha Steeles and she basically was talking about like, Oh, Mercedes, Mercedes is full of shit. You know, Mercedes don't like y'all the way you think she does. And then she went and said, um, like Mercedes has, has problems, but she don't talk about her mental problems the way I do, the way I talk about with my fans. And again, so this is where I damn Kiera Hogan on because Kiera Hogan doesn't understand that there's a WW 24, or as a chronicle or something with Sasha Banks. I think it was a chronicle of Sasha Banks. And the first line is talking about how she had some mental issues and some depression around WrestleMania 35. And that's why she went away for a hiatus. And it's like the first thing. Oh. So it's like, 
you were sitting there trying to push this narrative that Sasha Banks doesn't care about her fans, won't talk about these mental issues that she has, all these sort of things, yet you're not doing enough research. So as far as I'm concerned, you're just bullying somebody. And I get mm-hmm. that Sasha Banks, you may say, oh, well, she's a, she's not as real as she, as she claims to be. As much as that may be true, maybe Sasha Banks, let's say for, for shits and giggles, is a bitch. Let's just say it. Let's just say mm-hmm. Kara Hogan's completely right. But to go on social media... And to say all, all these things when there is proof of otherwise is irresponsible to your argument. Your mm. argument is that Sasha doesn't care about her fans and doesn't tell you the truth. There's a whole documentary talking about the truth, talking about how, you know, the, literally the first question was, um, how did it feel that the thing you love the most became your source of depression? Mm. And she starts crying and she goes, it, it was hard. It was hard. And again, what the hell so at a certain point it just looks like are you just mad because she dyed her hair blue and you have blue in your hair too mm. like what, what, what i don't know man tell me what she's Let- just trying to generate some buzz before there's a there's a couple people i think the tweet that went out when uh she was trashing sasha Banks. somebody said yeah i mean one of her outfits probably cost more than your impact salary and it was like just top oh, comment come on guys and it was horrible but i mean like <laughs> People are not believing her, I guess is my point. No bueno. Dang. This is, this is tough, man. Look, this I'm just tough. saying, Brandon, I'm just saying, if you're going to argue about someone, at least have the <laughs> proof that, to be correct on it. If you're going to fight... <laughs> point is, if you're saying, well, uh, you know, I don't know. Kenny doesn't like AEW. Kenny hates <laughs> AEW. And I'm, you're, I'm sitting here going like this. Mark. I'm sitting yeah. here going like, I'm wearing an AEW shirt. How do I hate AEW? Oh, you know what I mean? Man. So it's like, it doesn't do anything but damage you and disparage you. Are you doing that to just throw us off the scent? <laughs> I received their shirt free. This pissant shirt, I washed my car with it. No, but um, yeah, I will talk about a lot of AEW. A lot, a lot happened in AEW, Brandon, yeah. this week. Oh, yeah, didn't you get a, uh, a jacket, a hoodie? I got a hoodie. I got a hoodie. Oh, yeah. $20. pretty nice. It was actually $20 when it's normally like 50 So... I came out, I, I basically stole that. All right. <laughs> He's not going to steal it, man. Let me read this from Hunter. All right. Yeah. So he says, with Sasha talking about her depression, Jesus, <laughs> with Sasha talking about her depression, and everything was honestly amazing. And it's great that she was bringing awareness about it. Uh, she's been one of my favorite wrestlers and it was great to see her open up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, there's a, again, there's a whole documentary, Kara Hogan where is your stuff talking about your depression and things like that? Are you saying because you did an Instagram live? Is that, are Mm. you, you're not comparing apples to apples there. There's literally something where I can go right now and watch it on Sasha Banks. Are you saying that because she doesn't jump on Instagram lives and things like that, that you're realer than her? I don't understand that. That's like me saying, um, you know, Chris Van Vliet's not as real because he doesn't do those live live shows like we do. And it's like, well, Chris Van Vliet has a huge platform that where he, when he talks about stuff, um, People listen. It's not, it's different, but it's the same, you know. Um, so Hollis says we all know I'm not a Sasha Banks fan, but honestly, to talk about someone else's mental health issues like that is just wrong. And that's what I'm saying. It's like it kind of just turned me off from uh, you know Hogan because uh, it was like I-, I lost a lot of respect for you on that. Even if you're right, just the way you mm-hmm. ha- you know you did it. Um, but anyway, um, talk, speaking of AEW, A-E-W. let's A-E-W. let's talk about the fact that. It seems like to me, Brandon, the acclaim's getting over. 
Oh yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I saw. I saw them get over it with you because like Brandon was falling asleep. You know how Brandon is. Brandon just starts <laughs> nodding off during during wrestling, but the acclaims music hit. And Brandon specifically sat up, and he was like looking at the TV, waiting for them to come out. I don't know what it is about about those gimmicks, but there's something about it. It's like you know they they hit a good uh, like freestyler or rap or whatever on, on one episode, right? And so I'm like, all right, so they set like a standard, and then the next one was I was kind of eh, kind of mad on, and then, yeah. but then it's like, man, are they gonna like redeem themselves, sort of thing? And so I think that's why I, I perked up. But I guess it's good. So at well, least I think I'm interested I think I mean I mean they are you know sort of cheesy, but I think that's the point, right? At first mm-hmm. it was like ah oh, this is this is stupid, but then you keep watching it and it's like it's charming, and you keep going like oh man, like you know what this this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool that they're they're running with this gimmick, yeah. and then uh, the other bigger stars are putting them over the Jerichos of the world, things like that, kind of put them over, and it was like okay, I can kind of feel this, and then Max Caster comes out, and yeah. I, I mean, I saw it. I, I, I can see it. Um, fans talk about the acclaimed. They're like, oh, like, I'm actually starting to like the acclaimed. And mm. that's kind of what it means. Like, sometimes you got to get through that stuff. Because, you know, Max Caster could have literally said, well, this is not working. Time to tweak it. Mm. But he kind of, he felt it. You know, specifically Max Caster, because he's the one rapping. He felt it, and he kept going with it. And he's been running with it. And it's finally, you know, getting over with people. So I, hey, kudos to him, man. He's got more, more pri- or less pride than I do. Because sometimes, if it didn't work for a couple episodes, I'd probably stop doing it. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, you see, it is, is they have tons of potential, but the rap lyrics they're kind of cringe, and that's the thing, <laughs> that's the ingenious of it, though. Uh, Kfabe Games says one of my favorite anti-smart podcasts. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Aww. Really do appreciate that. Um, kind of cringe. That's kind of why they're working because they're heels. And it, it kind of lends itself to be cheesy and hokey and still get them over. Right. That's kind of the ingenious of it. It kind of goes back again to the John Cena in 2003 type stuff, where at first you're kind of like, this is hokey and cheesy. Remember, because remember, people forget. For the first time. People forget that how the internet reacted to John Cena at first, because mm. it wasn't all, oh, the doctor of thugonomics, word life. It was literally like, what's this Marky Mark motherfucker doing? <laughs> and now he's trying to rap like like what the hell vanilla ice looking looking asshole literally these are the comments that i saw online at the time you know what's this what's this vanilla ice looking motherfucker doing this is stupid ww was this 1994 this is dumb that's the comments right then slowly but surely what happened dr economics got got popular right he started getting over to the he turned babyface to the point where people wanted to see him beat JBL for the title. He did that. Then he dropped the rap gimmick and he went on to be one of the greatest superstars of all time. Polarizing, but one of the greatest superstars of all time, right? Yeah. And so my thing again is kudos to Max Caster again. I'm not trying to say he's John Cena. I'm not. No. But no. the acclaim together. They're doing a really good job. They're believing in themselves. And when you believe in yourself, other people believe in you. It's right. as simple as that. It comes through the screen, okay? Even right now on the podcast, I wasn't believing in myself, but like I said that and I was like, okay, I gotta start believing myself. It's true. All right. We all believe in you, bro. You know who else we believe in? Roman Reigns? No. The Hollywood Hunk. No. Ryan no. That's Brandon, right, Brandon, baby. Brandon Future Hall of Famer. Two Hall of Famers. This, this is a wrestling family. What, right the Nemeth family? Right? The Nemeth family right. is just going There's crazy. There's more here. than one wrestling family, all right? 
Cody was alluding Alex, to. Wait, Alex says it best right here. Yeah. Talking about John Cena. He says, and then we all hated him even more when he dropped the rap gimmick, basically, because we grew to like him. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, wanted, yeah. Exactly. It's like it's one of those things where I feel like the claim keep going. We might miss it one day once they when they drop that gimmick. You mm. know what I mean? So yeah. But you know, let's get into it, Brad. I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna spend time on the Hollywood hunk because I hate him so much. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so john cena right so john uh-huh. cena a question that i posed to you brandon yeah. uh john cena was n- has never turned heel right john cena never got the chance to turn heel oh, turn back. while being a polarizing figure fast forward to 2020 roman reigns who was in the same position was allowed to turn heel what do you think about that do you think oh, probably man. the main question is yeah. You know, why did they allow Roman Reigns to turn heel, but they didn't allow John Cena to turn heel? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think back, uh, like about the time, but I'm looking at it now, like in the future. So to me, I'm always like, no, it was actually good that Cena sort of stayed that polarizing figure, and that like worked. Right. Like to me, like making him like a bet. Oh. Yeah. But as you were saying, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, his character, like, like it, it needed to stay the same, and like it worked. Like, I think it would have been weird had he changed his character up. Well, you know, the rumor was in in 2011, uh, the feud with John uh, with The Rock. Right. There was rumors. I mean, it, basically, that Cena's confirmed himself that he was supposed to turn heel against The Rock. And he didn't. And I wonder why that was. But I I think it comes down to merchandise sales. I think they thought we can't let this cash cow die because John Cena was so popular. So popular with the kids. Right. That they couldn't take that away. But I mean, the story goes that John Cena actually put a down payment, like maybe three grand or something on gear. To be made like he was going to wear tights like he was right. going to go full heel and then the rumor goes that he basically said uh this is 2012 uh basically when they said no we're not going to turn you heel you know let's get you back your deposit he said just give it to the nxt guys let let some of the let younger cats get some gear made right. so, like, a cool little story like stuff like that about john cena that you hear um it's not coming from him that was coming from other people you know what i mean so cool cool stuff but i think Hey, maybe this is a controversial to say, but I think the pandemic hmm. was the best thing that could have happened to Roman Reigns. Hmm. Because I don't think I don't think you get a Roman Reigns heel turn if we're in the normal world. The normal world wow. I think you literally have a situation where because the pandemic happened, because they had to go a different direction in terms of Roman Reigns, because he got pulled from WrestleMania due, you know, his health. He basically said, I don't want to do WrestleMania 36. I think it gave him an opportunity that when he argued, hey, what I think it's a perfect time for me to come back heel. Hmm. They said, All right. Why not? Right. Well, yeah, you know what else? I think I think Cena could do sort of both characters. You know what I mean? And so it's like he could do that good guy so well that they didn't need to tweak it. I, I think that's a Roman, good that's like, actually yeah. good that's a, actually like like Roman got flustered kind of when sometimes when he uh got the bad reactions but Cena right. no matter what kind of reactions he got would be able to kind of persevere and go through it. 
right to go and, through it and fulfill his role and so i think that's actually a really good statement I, i'm actually surprised to be agreeing with you brandon <laughs> right. this is actually really really it's horrible like, yeah it's like they did the right thing by having reigns like win all the time and stuff like that and be that guy so it like it, it made you want to see him turn more. sort of thing. yeah it made this right. mean something yeah but his character sort of needed a tweak anyway because it's like all right we don't that promo style like what they were doing like wasn't necessarily working so like it yeah. ended up working out but cena is just so good sort of like he that's true he, he, do, he never faltered he never faltered with his even with his promos and things like that so maybe that's it is that if roman was better and maybe roman was feeling it more and roman understood right. like i need to be the baby face then they would have kept him there but i think it was obvious that he wasn't feeling the role thing right my opinion you know i could be wrong here but anyway um i'm gonna read some of these comments roman couldn't make the baby face character work yes so people agree thinks cena sold a lot of merch during his run despite his polarizing figure yes see all the stuff we've talked about so i'm glad we're all on the same page never liked the idea of a heel cena it feels kind of off but i'm sure they said the same about hogan though he became one of the best heels ever john cena's talented enough that if he was given a heel role he'd have made it work absolutely would have made it work no doubt in my mind um they should have turned him when he joined the nexus in 2010 i don't think that was the time um i think the rock feud was definitely the time because it was like how dare you come back and try to take my spot like Uh you're a part-timer kind of thing i think that would have uh i think personally that would have helped him more um yeah i mean read some of these more, more of these comments um I love this comment. Kayfabe Games says, During the COVID era, WWE shown themselves to be willing to try new things with cinematic matches, new matches, example, eye for an eye, and segments, Raw Underground. And that's exactly what I was alluding to, which is mm-hmm. I think the pandemic era helped because the ratings went down. And mm-hmm. they were like, we're going to try new things. We have to. So it's like, I feel like if you pandemic happens circa 2010, as opposed to 2020, I think you have an argument for Cena turning heel my opinion mm-hmm. so i think i think it was just a a perfect storm of kind of, of things you know not to say the pandemic was a good thing i don't want anyone to think I, i'm saying that <laughs> but uh in terms of roman reigns career yeah i think i think it was good um how cena is now i feel he'll soon be okay now but i feel like it would have flopped a decade ago mm. um yeah i mean i i get what why you're saying that but you got to remember that a decade ago we had someone like a cm punk to fill up the baby face role right so i mean there were there were parallels we had a randy orton but i guess randy orton was too good of a heel too uh but hey randy orton was babyface in 2010 we had the undertaker you know filling out right. a, a role too i mean so uh you know you can argue it was a, it would have been a good role but i mean now if he turned heel now because he's a part-timer right. like he doesn't have to take the uh you know take the rain no pun intended take the reins um as much as he had to 10 years ago now, now if they had done a teal term with him would you have wanted it to be just like a thugonomics but he's like a bad guy or would you have wanted it to be whole like, like a matt hardy like no, type, a whole new character whole new character departure sort of thing yeah i um, would want i would want to see john cena try something different because why go back into time and do a heel character like that i would have loved to see him evolve because i think we could have had you know the comparisons are always hey we uh you know he could have been like hogan and hey, yeah, he could have led a group, you know, and that's why that's why I understand when people say, hey, he should have turned in 2010 with the Nexus, because then you have your new age NWO. So I get what your thinking is uh, when you say something like that. Uh, April, hi, how are you? And then um, 
I don't like the idea that um, of heel Cena during the Rock thing. The idea was kind of old generation versus new generation of fans. A heel Cena, I feel at that point in time, wouldn't have made that storyline work. And this goes back to Brandon's point, though. John Cena would have made it work either way. No matter what, John Cena would have made it work. And you know, it, we we can argue. You know, two thousand five. You know, Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. Did that need a heel? But then Hogan said, "Brother, somebody needs to be heel. I need to." I need to flex afterwards. I, I can't do it if Sean's not heel, brother. And uh, so Sean Michaels went heel for a summer. Uh, but we, I, to me, I would argue that feud would probably have was probably better to do a baby face versus baby face. Mm. Uh, I actually would have liked to see a heel John Cena during the, versus The Rock. But I think, ironically enough, I think probably the reason they didn't do it, I think Cena would have gotten cheered if he turned heel. Right. So, Which, yeah, you didn't want that. Right. The yeah. irony would have been like people would have been booing The Rock at WrestleMania in Miami. I think that's probably that's exactly the reason they didn't do it. Mm. See, I know that Sean played the heel good versus Hogan. Yeah, yeah, he did. He definitely did with the Larry King type stuff. Uh, but speaking of John Cena, um, he updated everybody on his status for WrestleMania 37, basically saying it conflicts. With his uh, his filming schedule, oh, so John Cena has gone on record on. as saying that he cannot be at WrestleMania, and no. I think that is such a John Cena thing to say because I think he'll fly his ass in and do WrestleMania <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there is no yeah. way to me that John Cena misses his first WrestleMania in what since two thousand two. Like John Cena's been uh-huh. in like every WrestleMania since oh, was it oh four. Because oh three oh three technically he was supposed to do a rap with Fabulous and he didn't. Uh, because Fab right. was canceled on him, so uh, oh. yeah, which that was stupid. But, do, you, do you want to talk about re- like maybe he would have been relevant for another couple of years? <laughs> <laughs> but wait, don't you want to? Wouldn't you want to save Cena for SoFi or you know one of the big big venues? Since this is sort of like a small sort of test run, it seems like for for the mania here. No, because I mean it's still wrestlemania it's still mania okay, it's still yeah. wrestlemania john cena did the pandemic wrestlemania too with the firefly right, funhouse right. match i mean um i i think john cena's needed i think i think i always i always like i don't mind part-timers at wrestlemania as much as other people do mm-hmm. because wrestlemania is supposed to be that the showcase of the immortals it's supposed to be that all-star game so it's like i like when the legends kind of come in and mix it up um and then I don't think he won't make it this year. Yeah, double negative. But yes, basically saying I think he will make it. Um, yes, I think so too. I think I think he's just swerving everybody. Come on, that Mountain Dew commercial. Come on. And did you see it at the Super Bowl? I don't watch the commercials. Fernando says, "Let's see if you're wrong. Wrong again, Kenny." Fernando, Fernando's that type of person. Okay, Fernando, Fernando's like that girlfriend that you know you should break up with. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, where it's like you literally you forgot to get her french fries once and she's held that against you all the time even though she's cheated on you even wow. though even though she's you know she's slept with your coworker, you know even though she slapped your mother one time at a family function but because you did not get her fries at one time at mcdonald's she's gonna hold that's, it against you that's why she does that's it. fernando yeah that's wait do you think do you think we'll get around deciding at mania 
No. <laughs> I give up. What? I give you up give on, on calling Ronda? Ronda Rousey for WrestleMania ah. or the Rumble. I give up completely. But I think John Cena is a stone cold lock wow. for lock, WrestleMania. You heard it here. I am willing to bet this podcast. We will yeah. stop doing <laughs> podcast episodes if John Cena is not there. Okay. Kenny is actually short selling the podcast so he can make money off of it. Well, I'm, like, I, I'm here that. to announce that we've sold the podcast to Peacock. Yeah. So we, we're going to be uh, in between 30 Rock in the office somewhere. That's the, the oh, spot okay. I negotiated. It's a Kenny for your thoughts podcast. <laughs> but no bonuses, Brandon. None for you. No bonus. Oh, man. I'm, a, I'm upset, Kenny. Alex says, "Wow, where can I get a girl like that?" Alex, weren't you just talking about how Wardlow was it? Was it you that was talking about how Wardlow betrayed you the other day? Oh, wait, what? Oh, I gotta tell. Yeah, yeah. There you go. L- L- Lol, Alex, we gotta snag Wardlow. Uh, yeah. So we have. Uh, without going into the full story, we have the uh, the group chat for Kenny uh-huh. for Your Thoughts podcast on Twitter. And Alex basically said, uh, Wardlow posted, I guess, a picture of his girlfriend. He's like, how is this? How is this? Is this how I find out? Uh, he can put one of the comments if, uh, if he wants to say it. Oh my God. That chat is hilarious. We, we had a, a whole judge, um, a court case actually on the last Sunday in our chat. So yes, uh, very fun. That's why everybody said Brandon and Kenny, uh, Cena should face Drew for the belt and who will be the heel in the face. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't read that properly. Um, but speaking of Brandon, Brandon, um, Mm -hmm. I want to let you know, first of all, actually, uh, Mia Yim and Keith Lee are engaged to be married, Brandon. Oh, look at that. Yes. Probably the best Asian and black couple in the world. (laughs) But that's only because you've rejected me in the past, Brandon. Wow. But with that being uh-huh. said, Brandon, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so I do want to ask you this very important question. Uh-huh. Brandon Brown, will Uh-oh. you be my Valentine? <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> you put me on a spot, and I can't say no. So so that's a yes. I guess so. I guess it's a yes. <laughs> Damn it. You, now you have to be mine, yeah. I figured. I'm I mean, not I figured, promise that I'm going to buy anything because I figured. You know see, how long that takes. People are, wait, wait. People are saying congratulations to Keith Lee and Mia Yim. What about congratulations to me and Brandon? Now we have Valentine's. Well, now we have Valentine's, Brandon. Yeah, what are we doing we for Valentine's, Valentine's Day? What are we going to do? Watch Chappelle show? This dude was trying to <laughs> have dinner, man. What, what was that about? What's that? <laughs> I say you're trying to have dinner or something. What was that about? What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh. So like, yesterday, what? jokingly, I text uh, he and our, our friend Martin. And it's like, are you all that really dense? Like, you don't, uh, <laughs> you, don't you don't know these terms? Uh, uh, April says, I, yay. He said, yes. <laughs> uh, no, I said, I said, hey, why don't we go have a Valentine's Day dinner? <laughs> And they're like, what the hell's Valentine's Day? I'm like, it's like Valentine's Day for like, it's like when single girls get all to get together and they go out, like, we don't need no man kind of thing. And they go have dinner amongst uh-huh. each other. Galentines. Gal. That's the thing. I think it's from uh, Parks and Re- I, At least I, I heard it from Park and Re- Parks and Rec. That's where I got it from. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> people say, congratulations to Kenny and Brandon. My fault. <laughs> April says, Brandon, now you have to ask Kenny to be your Valentine. It's true. Good, Brandon. Good. Uh, Kenny, will you be my Valentine? I, I think I'm busy that day, unfortunately. Wow! You there, see there this? You go. There you go. Look, I even typed wow. it for you. Wow. Come on, bro. No, I won't be your Valentine day. What's wrong uh, with you? What is wrong with you, Brandon? 
It hurt. Right here. Brent. Brandon got rejected by his Valentine's. I know. <laughs> was this part of the contract Brandon signed? Yeah. Yes. No, it wasn't. What's up with the, yeah, what's up with yeah, the contract? I, I also made him sign a prenup agreement because he ain't getting my money. Oh, man. That's <laughs> what I was sticking around. I thought I was going to get some money out of it, but I guess not. Oh, man. Speaking of sticking around, you're talking about worse relationships than me and Brandon, apparently. Um, uh-huh. Can we talk about Charlotte Flair, first of all? How the hell is Charlotte Flair a babyface? To me, she doesn't scream babyface. Hmm. Don't you think it's just a natural progression of like the storyline sort of thing? But what I'm getting at is like, and this is not a shot at her, but she comes across confident and cocky. It's like, that's just not, she to me is like a Randy Orton. Like you can't turn that guy uh, babyface. He has to be a heel. So with Charlotte, Mm -hmm. she was posting something about like, oh, Ric Flair passed, you know, somebody posted Ric Flair passed the torch to Charlotte and she goes, he didn't pass it. I took it. Like, that's not a babyface thing to say. That is a very heel thing to say. And she's supposed to be the babyface. And I think this is a problem with, with Charlotte in babyface roles. We yeah. end up liking the other person a little bit more. Not in, like, an athletic sense or, or like, oh, the match is going to be bad. It's just yeah. literally, like, I don't buy it because I don't think you buy it. She's just a natural heel. I kind of feel natural that way heel. with uh, Lacey, too. I think Lacey is just... I disagree because she when her, she had her fr- uh, brief babyface run she showed me that she could really run with it because she started saying like our troops and like very Americana very like you know liberty justice for all kind of thing so she was very much of the people uh, I think that was very underrated it just happened to happen during the pandemic and I think it was good to change her gimmick when they did change her back to a heel because obviously there was a lot of you know political climate things that happening it's like you don't have that throw that Americana in her face as a babyface character I think they did a good job throwing her back to heel uh, my 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 point of view <laughs> no poor mm-hmm. Kenny he had a speech and everything <laughs> Um talking about charlotte she's not she'll beat lacy then go all bitch again yeah and no charlotte's a heel she's born as a heel and who else suffered from that problem rick flair it's not a shot of rick flair rick flair towards the end of his uh, end of his run was able to be a baby face but how many times did rick flair just turn baby face for like an hour and then turn back heel by the end of the night because he was just so good as a heel and i think charlotte uh definitely got that gene from rick okay mm. damn Alex says Charlotte <laughs> no, forgot how to no. wrestle during her time away too. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about that, that the messed up spots with Lacey Evans. I think that's Lacey Evans' fault more than uh than Charlotte, but it's not a knock on either of them. Um, they both need to go down to the performance, performance center. center right? work, yeah. yeah, that's what Nia said about <laughs> Lana. But we'll talk about that. WWE wants us to think she's a face, so fans can stop complaining about Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte getting a belt. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Uh, Charlotte's kind of boring as a face, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy it. That was a vanilla babyface gimmick. Uh, talking about Lacey Evans. Yes, <laughs> okay, I can. Uh, I can see that. Um, Renee says, I agree, Kenny. I liked I liked Lacey better as a face. See, that's what I'm saying. I think I think she would have gotten over mm. if they'd kept her. In fact, I was I was pitching for her to win the title at WrestleMania, but obviously uh Charlotte uh, not Charlotte, but Sasha and uh Bailey took that role more so than anybody else. Yeah. Uh by SummerSlam, I predict Charlotte will be a heel and a 14-time champion. Uh <laughs> Rey Mysterio, Sting, and Jeff Hardy were meant to be baby faces. Yes, I agree until I interject with this 
if you didn't see Jeff Hardy in TNA, I don't agree with that statement because Jeff Hardy turned mm-hmm. heel and Jeff Hardy, uh, before the drug problem, before the whole debacle with Sting at uh, at that pay-per-view where he just showed up high off his ass, uh, his, whole, um, his whole heel run was pretty good. It was just the drug problem that, that derailed that. So kind of disagree with that. All right. Um, Fernando says face heel don't care. That's how I feel about you. That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> well, what about? Oh, what do you think of uh, Asuka? Uh, as face well, heel, like, Asuka, like, what do you think works better? Yeah, I think she's good either way. Either I, way, I yeah. think Asuka's good either way because she shows she just got that, she just got that swag, yeah, like a certain yeah. swag. Um, but speaking of which, t- tying it back to that, you know, we have mm-hmm. uh, an elimination chamber. We have Asuka versus Lacey Evans. Uh, do you think Lacey's winning the title? Because do, do you think this can lead to Lacey winning the title and then defending it against Charlotte at WrestleMania? Let's do it, man. We already got Flair involved. But I then where does that leave Rhea Ripley? Because I feel like there were rumors of Rhea Ripley facing mm-hmm. Charlotte again. And it's like, so we don't get that, I guess. But maybe we can get that the we night after WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, we get that the Raw after Mania. But I think either way, I think Asuka's dropping this title. All right. But then, you know, we, we fast forward to WrestleMania. And we got a match of Charlotte versus Lacey Evans for the title. We got Ric Flair in the center. Doesn't know where to pick. I have a match. I think that's very suitable for this, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I think we do a custody of Ric Flair ladder match. <laughs> we get Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. We hang the title up at the top. And then the winner gets the services of Ric Flair. What do you think? Book it, man. This is brilliant. <laughs> You're giving, you're giving Look, back ideas. I'm just man. saying. Just I'm just saying. I think it's the best match <laughs> that we. Yeah. <laughs> if nobody understands what just happened, especially if you're in your audio land, I just showed a graphic that was basically akin to the uh, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero uh, custody of Dominic ladder match. Uh, oh man, but. <laughs> people laughing in the chat thank you oh <laughs> uh, yeah if you weren't watching wrestling in 2005 you didn't understand that one more, one more look at that so that you can yeah. understand custody rick flair ladder match we hang the papers up there all right winner gets to leave with rick flair dang man i you know i still kind of wanted like uh like a romance angle man between uh with who evans and flair bro well, that's the point is like they're kind of I like the fact that they're kind of using the fact that Ric Flair obviously has always been a woman crazy uh, against him. And so obviously he knows he's being used by Lacey, but he can't stop that sort of thing. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's a good storyline, bluntly. Uh, yeah, man, I, man. I, yeah, I really wanted to, to, to get into it, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes, man. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still yeah. excited about it. But speaking of speaking of uh, WrestleMania, since we were talking about that, um, so WrestleMania tickets are still not on sale, which is kind of weird to think about the fact that mm-hmm. uh, you know WrestleMania is going to be in April, but we still don't have tickets on sale. Uh, <laughs> you think they're going to jack the prices up? Like uh, probably, <laughs> it's like limited capacity. Probably, so but like... we did have I you know, and this is my guess. Uh, we did have people at uh, or representatives of the WWE at the Super Bowl last week, so I feel like the reason that they didn't. Uh, actually do tickets as they wanted to see how the super bowl was going to be and they wanted to see if it worked and uh it was very vince mcmahon i guess has been very adamant that they're not going to use cutouts but i hear rumors that they're reconsidering and i would reconsider too because if you looked at the super bowl last week that stadium looked packed 
That stadium looked amazing. The visual was very, very good. You wouldn't have, if you had been if you were watching on TV, you didn't know there was a pandemic going on. Just the way they had it. But what what right. really pissed me off is they didn't they didn't mandate it to wear the the cardboard cutouts had to wear masks. <laughs> so they're they're this is a super spreader. <laughs> super okay. spreader event, man. You <laughs> know what? I, I think I think they should try to get in a few more fans, man. I think it would be okay. Having a few more actual fans. Well, I, I was reminding people because a lot yeah. of people were saying like, "Oh, well, the Super Bowl had twenty five k, you know, so WrestleMania is going to have twenty five k." I said, "I don't expect WrestleMania to have twenty five k. Expect WrestleMania to have probably closer to thirty five k." And the only reason I say mm. that is because the people, a lot of people, forget uh, the super the way the Super Bowl was set up. You know, obviously there's the big field. With WrestleMania, there's floor seats basically on the field, so you have you know the ring at like the forty yard line. And then you have all the floor seats. So basically what I'm trying to say is the configuration for a wrestling event makes it so you can have more people in a stadium than a football game. So again, it going off percentages, if WWE says, okay, we want 25% in a, you know, 25% of the arena to be full, then 25% for a wrestling event is going to be more than there was at the Super Bowl. So, uh, and remember Florida is just open. If they wanted to, they'd probably pack the whole thing if they wanted to, but they won't do it. So, in other words, when everybody's sitting there pissed off at Vince McMahon, they want to cr- criticize him. Understand that if there are not more than thirty-five thousand fans at WrestleMania, that that was a WWE call, not a Florida call. So, give the man credit. I know it's hard to give Vince McMahon credit, even though he's the reason that you're probably watching wrestling in the first place. <laughs> I, people, hey, people hate to hear that, but it's true. Um, yeah, you know that Alex Guerrero actually hits a really, really good point. They think they're trying to eliminate the chance for people to buy tickets and travel from far away. Uh, very, very good, uh, very, very good assessment. Because the closer they have it to um, WrestleMania, uh, you know, obviously the lesser of a chance for people to travel in. So that's actually a really good point. Obviously, they can't uh, discriminate and say, oh, we don't want uh, fans from out of the country to come in. However, they can do things to make it so that it's harder to access. Um, Very, very good point. I actually like that uh, a lot. Um, Speaking of Mania, talking about a Mania rumor of what Darren Young said, I have no idea what you're talking about, uh, to be honest with you. but yeah, so I think anyway to to finish off, I do think they should have cardboard cutouts at WrestleMania, and I will buy one. I will be at WrestleMania and I will buy one, so I'll be in WrestleMania oh, wow. attendance twice. All right. Do you think they could do like fans and Thunderdome? Actually, like, no, scratch that. I'll buy myself a ticket and then I'll bring a cutout of Brandon. Yeah. That way, I don't actually yes. have to attend the event with Brandon. Fantastic. This is yeah, amazing. You could, yeah. You get real close to it, snuggle up. You don't have to worry about all that. <laughs> well, Brandon, I think we'd be remiss if we did talk about AEW. A lot of things going on. Yes. Uh, there are rumors that uh, Cody Rhodes. Well, not rumors. It actually is true. Um, Cody Rhodes has a slight rotator cuff tear. Uh, tear. So his oh. March third match with Shaq, you know, Jade Cargill, uh, Red Velvet. Uh, that puts it in jeopardy. I mean, we're literally what halfway through February. And Cody Rhodes has a slight rotator cuff tear. Knowing Cody, though, probably going to muscle through this and make it to the match. 
You just shoot them up. Go out there, man. Look, they just need to let Cargo do all the work. I mean, speak, dude, did you hear a uh, little vignette or video package? Oh, my Fantastic. God. So right good. up there with uh, Gail Kim. You know, I won't, I won't call her out. Oh my god, I just know what you're it talking about. Gale, search yeah. Gail Kim 2009 Titantron, Brand, Brandon's favorite. Um, Alex Guerrero yeah. says, we need a cardboard cutout of Wardlow in the stadium. <laughs> so I won't call out who this was, but uh, there was somebody that said something about uh, Jade Cargill should be made to wrestle on AEW Dark and go through the, the rigors. Like, why, why is she going straight uh-huh. into the, you know, the big time? And the way I said it was like, you know, you got the people, you know, who went to college basketball and worked their way up and then they went to the NBA and then you got the LeBrons and the Kobe's who just come straight out of high school and then go on to a national platform. I don't think it's ever a problem to have different journeys into the wrestling business. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, the argument was made, well, she could get more seasoning in uh, on AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the problem. Jade Cargill, they're trying to make her look like a star, right? I think her husband's like a get second baseman, a former MLB second baseman. Like, you know, she's got a sports background. She's got, you know, she's a mom, too. You know what I mean? She's wow, a big she deal. A yeah, she's a mom. Yeah, she she's does. a big fucking deal is my point, right? So to put her in AEW Dark would literally down her and hollis admits to it so i'll say it was hollis uh, hollis says that was me i said that so wait hollis um, is, is jake cargill no hollis oh. was the one that said this about jake cargill uh. so my thing again is like when you have lebron and kobe and they were coming out of high school you knew they were something special so did you want them in the d league and playing the summer games and stuff that would well i guess it was different at that time because they weren't televised right but would you mm-hmm. want them to put them on that platform or would you want to save that so that when pe- so people buy season tickets to come see their first game? That's kind of my point with Jade Cargill. It's like, yes, there are the, you know, just like, hey, just like wrestlers, some toil at the indies, some do certain things. Some are trained in a performance center and go right into the, uh, right on TV. Yep. Look at it, Lacey Evans. Look at, uh, look, I, I'm giving an example. Look at Lacey mm-hmm. Evans and Bianca Belair, right? Now look at, let's, I guess let's keep to the women's division. So let's look at Bailey and Sasha Banks. Okay. Bailey and Sasha Banks were on the indies, then they toiled away in NXT, and then they kind of came up. Lacey Evans and Bianca Belair are WWE products. They were trained, you know, they didn't know, you know, anything about wrestling until they got to the performance center. My point is are you going to tell me that Sasha Banks and Bailey, uh, you know, that uh, Bianca Belair is not as good? To me, that, that that's discrediting the fact that, you know, they see something in Jade Cargill. She's come out. She's doing good enough to be next to Shaq in this match. I get it. I get my thing is like everybody can't have the same journey. OK, and let me read right. some comments. Yeah. Um, yeah, can you write Red Velvet's dating uh, Briscoe's son? Yeah, Wes Briscoe. That I know. Oh, um, I'm not against Jade Cargill. She has no matches under her again. Okay, I guess this is my point. Your <laughs> knowledge is that she doesn't have matches under her. Do you not think that she's at the Rhodes Wrestling Academy probably every week? Where do you think they probably film those vignettes that they shot on Wednesday night? She's probably in the gym there, and then she went and worked with Dustin Rhodes. I trust that Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes are working with Jade Cargill, especially Cody mm. Rhodes. There's no way Cody Rhodes is going to go out on national television with a green Jade Cargill and 
throw her out to the wolves. He's going to say, look, I want you to be as good as, as, as anybody else. So obviously he's working with her. That's my point. Yeah. We're not seeing it on AEW Dark, and that's by design. They're working with her in a private setting so that she can go ahead, and when she comes out, she's a finished product. Yeah. So to I me, mean, just it, so yeah. dark is not the end all be all. Dark to me is where you throw out the new stars, the guys, the people who need exposure. Jade Cargill doesn't need exposure. She needs to make be heard and seen in that first match. Yeah. I, yeah. She doesn't even have. To, she just needs to flex, bro. She just needs to get get the oil on. Just come out. So, <laughs> so Bischoff, so Kayfabe Games says Bischoff had a view similar to Kenny on how they hot-shotted Goldberg, even though his wrestling skills weren't there. And again, I think this is maybe where the argument comes in. Was Goldberg a bad thing? A lot of people will say yes, because mm. Goldberg was green and stuff, but WCW doesn't get enough credit for the fact that they built a legend in less than six months. Goldberg was a legend before he even came to WWE. We're not here to argue if he should be wrestling now, not, nothing like that. We're just talking about the first half of his career. There's only one guy that got an opportunity in WCW and hung with the big dogs, and that was Bill Goldberg. Now, we can argue, in WCW's case, WCW was horribly mismanaged. People were trying to you know, manipulate Goldberg. That's why things happened with Goldberg. Mm. In AEW, it's a lot more of a friendly environment where, again, they have access to a wrestling <laughs> school. There are people that are going to help her. They're not just going to let her sink. They understand that her getting over will build their audience because she has a look. She just stands out. It's funny. I thought of her. I was like thinking that she looked like Storm from X-Men. And then she mm -hmm. cited Storm from X-Men as like a really big inspiration. Um, and people are saying, no, she needs her to earn her time on the mat. Not everybody does. Because at the end of the day, that's again, we go back to the argument. You're going to tell me LeBron James didn't earn his keep in the last 18 years in the NBA. Yeah. Mm. So it's like saying, okay, well, he didn't go to college basketball, so he shouldn't be a starter in the NBA. Some people have to be trial by fire. Example with me in a podcast, like I gotta be just thrown on air live. Mm. I gotta be thrown on air live. I gotta do it. Or else I can't do this podcast because I would overthink it. So they see something in her and dare I say, I trust no, and this is no offense to anybody in the chat, no offense to myself even. Mm. I trust Cody Rhodes' opinion a lot fucking more than any of you all, and, and, and myself for that matter. Because Cody Rhodes and, and Dustin Rhodes and stuff, obviously they QT, see something. Yeah. QT, they see something in her. And it's across the board that people see something in her. Um, and people say, but, you know, Hollis says, but they did live shows before going on NXT again. Okay, for, for shits and giggles, again, for, I want everybody to see this. Because, again, we go back to Kiara Hogan speaking without knowing, right? <laughs> I want you to go to YouTube and type in Rose Wrestling Academy because you'll see that they run little shows. They do like these little filming things where they, they put talent in front of there and they want to give them, quote-unquote, exposure. I promise you they did that with Jade Cargill. They just didn't film. They just didn't put it on YouTube. I mm. promise they are working with her. That's my point. I don't want anyone to think like she's just going to come out and just first time in the ring. Because here's my question, Hollis. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna ask you this. What the fuck did you think of Dominic Mysterio? Because Dominic Mysterio was the same situation as as Jade Cargill. Mm. Dominic Mysterio's first match was SummerSlam against Seth Rollins. First match. 
people can sit there and argue, well, Dominic Mysterio went to the Storm Wrestling Academy. He went to all of these wrestling schools. So he was prepared by the time he came to WWE. It's the same fucking argument I'm going to make with Jade Cargill. Obviously, she's training and working behind the scenes, but because we're not seeing it, you think that it's not happening. The thing is, she doesn't have the luxury. This is the thing. She doesn't have the luxury of having a live crowd, but that's happenstance. That's a, that's a 2020 into 2021 pandemic situation, not because of anything else. So if they were running house shows or indie shows, I'm sure they would have put her ass on there. Okay. But anyway, let me read some of these comments because I'm ignoring yeah. a lot of them. There's a lot coming from schools coming out. There you go. She posts photos from her being at the Nightmare Factory, talking, there you go, working with QT and Cody almost every day on her Instagram. Thank you, Alex. I didn't even freaking know that. But I'm telling you, it's just a safe assumption. That's like when WWE put AJ on NXT first. Um, Hollis, you said y'all missing the point, so make the point. I, I'm challenging you. Make the point. I'd be down for a Goldberg type run for Jade. Um, Kenny, I want Jade to see. I love her presence, her look, her build. Mm. No, LeBron did not earn his keep. I, I joke. <laughs> um, Lesnar didn't really need to earn his time on the mat. Braun Strowman, too. Yeah, they were big motherfuckers, and Trial by Fire came out on top. Yes, great example. My point is stop putting everybody into the same box. And I, I don't mean to make this bigger than it is, but to me, that's like saying, oh, a woman should do this, a man should do this. Black person should do this. Latino should do this. This, You know what I mean? Like, if we start putting people in boxes, we start losing the uniqueness. I'm like that with the wrestling business, too. It's like, I don't think that there's a formula for everybody. I don't think everybody goes, all right, you got to pay your dues and going on the indie scene. You got to break down the ring every night. You got to do this. That is that is the tried and true method. But there are always going to be the, the quarterbacks that freaking just step up completely and skip that whole process because they are prodigies. And I'm accepting of that because you look at Jade Cargill, she steps in a room, you're like, oh shit, that's yeah. somebody. Yeah. And it's worth taking a risk with her. She's not, that's the probably best way to say it. She's yeah. not a person that you let fault her. She's a person that you say, okay, you got to look about you. Let's do it. And if you fail, you fail. And if you don't, we have a, star, a megastar on our hands. I think it's worth the risk. Just saying. Yeah, you always got Shaq there to, to smooth things over. And Hunter, hey, Hunter says it best. I'm sorry, but what's the point in having every single new person go through dark? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's my point. It's like, I, I, guess, I guess my point is this too, right? Yeah, we, we say it like this. So were you unhappy when AJ Styles debuted at the Royal Rumble? Why did he get to skip NXT? Because he had a backstory, right? He's been with TNA, he's been all that. Okay, but if we're arguing, oh, there's a certain method to how WWE brings in people, he should have started at NXT and then gone. But no, he was he was given trial by fire. He His first touch in WWE was Roman freaking Reigns, the WWE champion at the time. And AJ Styles has gone on to have a better WWE career than, than any other wrestling promotion he was with. So again, it's just like, sometimes you got to do something different. Ronda, hey, Ronda's yeah, best match Ronda. was with the, you know, Rock and Stephanie. Well, no, she's, that, that wasn't a match. That was just the interaction. Um, yeah. Uh, what yeah Hunter, 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 <laughs> Hunter's impressing me. He goes, I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah. AEW would never have somebody who isn't ready out there yet. I agree. I agree. They wouldn't put her in that into that position if they didn't feel she was comfortable. Um, 
Imagine if Jay did a springboard 450. And uh, look, I'm just saying, look, I know everyone's, I know, I know you're saying it's your opinion, but I think, I think we've disputed it enough that it's like, how could you still stick to the same opinion still? Don't be that stubborn. That's my point. Hey, uh, no, you stick to your guns. And look, Hollis, okay, Hollis is going to hate me, but I also feel Ronda should have gone to NXT. Why? The name value was there. For, don't don't lose sight of the mm. fact that that there's got to be money. There's money to be made. Ronda Rousey debuting at WrestleMania was the best route for them to go with her, right? But Ron- wouldn't that have helped that NXT a little bit and have that star power? You know, come on NXT, give the, give them a boost. But did you need it at the time? Did, I guess not only that, but again, right. it, it it downs Ronda. Ronda mm. had a certain celebrity to her. Ronda was bigger than the WWE. If she's bigger right. than the company, why start her at the bottom? You start her at the top. It's not like she became women's champion in the first match. She earned her keep. She was in there with Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie. Right. Like, holy shit. Come on now. I, uh, I completely disagree. If we're, if we're downing Ronda Rousey, I completely disagree. because <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Ronda Rousey had no business being as good as she was so quickly. My opinion. Just saying. Did you did you think like she was well, unsafe? I've, I've like, seen a point. Like I've seen a point. Where, and like... I love you. I love you guys in the chat. I know, but there's some of you that I feel like you only want one thing in the wrestling business. It's like I get it. You like tacos, but I'm sitting there like try some pizza, dog. It's nice. Oh, I don't like that. I you know there's too much cheese on that. And if I'm gonna have cheese, I'd rather have it on tacos. Okay. Have you tried pizza? Well, it doesn't matter because the way it is on tacos is better. Okay. And as I tell my daughter, you remember when daddy told you, you didn't like, you didn't, that you would, uh, like tacos and you said, no, I don't want to try it. And I said, no, try it. You'll like it. And now you ask for tacos every day. Do the same shit for professional wrestling, please. Again, different, different, different strokes for different folks. Vegan cheese. I think that's a good compromise. The whole thing. Alex says it correctly. Ronda was green, but her name was too big to to start an NXT. She would have lost all the hype around her. Exactly what I'm saying. Exactly what I'm saying. Sometimes you have to start big. All right. But anyway, so Speaking it, of big. Oh yeah, sorry. Are you gonna talk about the AEW rating? Yeah, no, That's well, right. no. <laughs> well, yeah, that that was pretty bad. No, I was gonna talk about about Sammy, but no, I guess we could talk about the rating. No, I just uh, we'll we'll go into it. Uh, yeah. AEW seven hundred forty one thousand, NXT five hundred fifty eight thousand. That's sad Reload because down. NXT is going into takeover, and right. how the hell are we still? Right. Yeah, how the hell? And he are we... had yeah. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say you had the big angle with you know Kenta from New Japan over. Then you got the dudes from so how, TNA, yeah. What was happening on Wednesday night? Event. What was right. happening on Wednesday night that we lost viewership? I guess they're kind of blaming. I guess cable news again, saying for the impeachment stuff. But okay, I don't know. okay, maybe okay. that makes sense. It can make that, make that makes sense. But yeah. um, yeah. And then AEW had a really really big storyline, which let's talk about that. Sammy right. Guevara left the inner circle. So Sammy Guevara. Uh, Diego's not in here right now, but uh, it was kind of funny. I thought it was funny because they had a, a segment where Sammy Guevara walked in, kicked out the rest of the inner circle, said, cameraman, you stay. You and like then the, the whole point of the segment was that he got mad at MJF for recording him. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was the, it was the principle, man. That's what it was. <laughs> like i get it i get it because it's like one of those things where it's like oh well he's gonna run to jericho with the you know with the what sammy said and here listen to it that sort of thing but you know then we can argue it's like then couldn't jericho have just watched the show back i don't know it was it was just a little quirk it was just a little quirk and i don't want to i don't want to spend too much time on it but uh it was a little weird yeah yeah, and the breakdown follow says the hot the breakdown showed news, so just so we know. Okay. Yeah, so the 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 impeachment coverage, yes, absolutely. Um but anyway, um he shouldn't have acknowledged the camera. As it would have been okay, right? No. <laughs> Still, oh no. man. But uh, anyway, I thought that was I thought that was pretty unique on what Sammy Guevara did because uh, he didn't actually like like punch anybody and um, start you know flipping people off and uh, and and punching it you know again not the average wrestling heel turn or baby face turn. You had a very unique situation where he just walked out on them, said, "I'm done with this." I think that uh, Sammy Guevara is going to be a really good baby face. Because he was a babyface already at the beginning of AEW, but now there's a lot more substance to his character. So I think this is going to be good. I think absolutely um, Sammy Guevara versus the Inner Circle is going to be a very, very good storyline. Yeah. Yeah. He's got all those great, you know, people to work with, you know, to, to elevate him. You know, that's that's pretty awesome to just think about, the, you know, the match you can have. I'm excited because MJF is such a dick. I think this is like really right. It's just going to be be such a good feud. Um, Hunter says, Sammy's my favorite AEW wrestlers for attraction reasons mostly. And I felt it right (laughs) for him to leave. It was definitely time. Um, Yeah, Yeah, the sex God. Absolutely. Spanish sex. Was was it Spanish God? (laughs) Less sex gods is the uh, Jericho. (laughs) But anyway, um, Mm, okay, so Dr. NXT Scorpio says, I think this Sammy and MJF is a swerve on Jericho, maybe. I'm just excited to see where it goes because there's so many different <laughs> options. I could see Santana and Ortiz following. I agree. Um, he said he needed time away from this place. Yeah, that's true. He did say that. Um, let's Speaking of babyface turns, getting back into the WWE end of things, uh, we had Seth Rollins coming out to his old song with the burn it down. And then... Uh, looking like he was turning baby face saying you know while he was away you know he he had a kid obviously with becky lynch and um you know it changed him and, you know he's a better man so i'm like oh my god like he's turning baby face this is cool and then what happened went right back into the messiah and i thought it was such a good swerve i don't think wwe gets enough credit smackdown's on fire smackdown's on fire because he turned he turned back heel and the attack Cesaro, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I want to see the two of them feud. Cesaro and Seth Rollins are really good friends in real life. Okay. So, I mean, to see them feud, uh, especially in, you know, Seth Rollins in the uh, the heel role and mm-hmm. uh, Cesaro in the baby face, I think it's match made in heaven. And look at uh, that. We've been talking about Cesaro all this time. He's getting a little, little rubski there. Getting a little rub, from, yeah. From, from Rollins, yeah. Ooh, I, I completely disagree with that take. Can't stand Rollins at all. There's something about his promos that has X-Pac heat with me. Ooh. Oh, so bad. Um, yes. And Alex Guerrero asked about, you think he comes back at Revolution, maybe makes an appearance at Impact? I don't think so. I think he just shows up. 
I think he's gonna show up next week. I don't I don't think he was going away for too long, but um anyway, back to Rollins. Um babyface Rollins is great, but heel Rollins is one of the best things in WWE. Great troll on Rollins end. That's that's how I felt. But is he gonna stick to that song? Or is he gonna go back to the Messiah song now? I don't so, know. I, I kinda like the original song. I think it works as a babyface or a theme theory. And to me, I don't know, maybe I'm just used to it since I heard it for so long. It's true. But so yeah. we're running a little bit long, so we're going to touch on this one briefly, but the women's eliminator t- uh, tournament started and a lot of people were ta- talking about you see, and this, this is where to Hollis, where I argue with Hollis again, because people were arguing about the Japanese block, not being on TV. Mm. So, you know, gonna so be dark, dark and stuff. Like, okay, and, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, in other words, it's not going to be on dynamite. It's basically right. it. And people were calling this sexist. And I'm like, I don't think in a women's tournament it's sexist, especially when they have another half of a that's going to be on dynamite. <laughs> it doesn't work in a in a women's tournament. If anything, you can call it xenophobic if you want to call it by the right term. But my but thing some is, people complaining about the Joshi stuff anyway. People, this is one of those things where people don't use common sense. Uh-oh. There's travel <laughs> restrictions oh, right. yeah, yeah. in the world. So do you think that the Japanese women can just fly in and fly out all the time? No, they're going to fly all them in for one taping, and then they're going to go from there. But I thought that was just common sense. I'm just, I'm just saying. I thought that was common sense, but common sense is not very common a lot of, a lot of time. They're, kudos to AEW for making this work. Right. That's as far as I'll say. You know, AW regardless of how they have to do, regardless <laughs> of how they have to do it, I think they're doing a good job. But Brandon, any other type topics you want to touch about? Kind of want to um, touch on Vengeance Day a little bit. Uh, I guess oh, we should yeah. talk about Kenta. Kenta's obviously oh, yeah. they had an amazing main event on AEW, uh, akin to I told Brandon it was like, "How are you falling?" Asleep? Brandon was falling asleep during this, <laughs> and I was like, "How do you fall asleep when this is like your precious Attitude Era hardcore match type thing?" I thought it was a hard-hitting match. I thought it was funny in in many ways. Uh, The fact that they went backstage. um, Come on, man. How how did you hate this match? No, I didn't didn't hate the match. I'm telling you you hate it because you fell asleep. (laughs) I'm telling you you hate it. No, it was just just a long day. It just... it just had the timing work. Ding, out. ding, ding. Read what Hunter just said. Brandy is yeah, too high it? up in AEW to allow sexism to fly. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. And a little plug. Um, and she shouted it out, so I guess it's no secret. But um, uh, Izzy, and, uh, Izzy did an interview with uh, Brandy Rhodes. And uh, I've had it for about two weeks because there was a little technical issues that I had to edit out for her. Did mm-hmm. the thumbnail for her and sent it back. So uh, go watch the interview. I had a chance to, obviously, before everybody else. Very, very good interview on her YouTube channel. Uh, so, yes, yes. Um, seems they want to really tap into that Japanese fan base. Yes, exactly. It's like they could have just not done this, guys. Simple as that. Uh, I wonder if Kenta's flying in and flying back, like flying in and out, or if he just stayed there for the last week. But then again, it was a taped episode. So he, right, just, yeah, he worked yeah, the he same night. Say it was taped, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the feud with Archer and Omega, I'm excited to see Lance Archer. I, I'm glad he's a babyface. I think, I think mm, he works yeah. in that role. I, I didn't think they were going to make him face so soon, but I guess it's just going to work. Yeah. Wherever he was needed. I, I just kind of miss him coming out with somebody on his uh, back. 
and just like tossing him. <laughs> toss him somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. I think he should still do it. He should still do it as a baby face. Um, but anyway, Brandon, I guess we should touch on uh, it, NXT Vengeance Day. Actually, Brandon, there's something really big that we didn't talk about. Oh, Nia's hole. Oh, oh. So the fact that what did you think that that was an organic thing that happened? Because a lot of people were like, "How did WWE allow this?" I don't understand. I'm like, I think it was just off the top of her head. Yeah, I thought it was like an organic thing. Like she was just thinking of something to say. Because she's like, "Oh, but but," she's like, "Oh, like I thought it was just." Yeah, I thought it was was strictly organic. She went with it, and and I know it was organic in, in my head because WWE's YouTube edited it out. But then they ran with it again on SmackDown, so it's funny. Probably that because one, it, it blew but up. But that probably. one wasn't organic. That one was right. definitely um, because it was popular. You know, right. they ran with it again. Because it came across a little cheesier than the first one. The first one seemed like, like it worked. But uh, Mick Foley actually tweeted out that that might have been her Austin 316 moment. <laughs> and I completely disagree with that. Because to me, that was her what moment. Uh, you know what I mean by that? What? Okay, so Hunter's asking, someone explain this whole thing to me. Okay, here's what happened. Uh, Lana was on the apron. Um, Nia Jax goes for a leg drop. A leg drop yeah. Misses it. And, you know, doing the heel thing, she grabs her ass and she's, she's like, ah! Ow! But because, you know, she's Nia Jax and she likes to play around, she literally goes, ah! Ah! my hole and when she did that <laughs> the freaking internet blew up completely blew up because they were just like Whoa. at first it started out like wait did she just say what i think she said because no one believed that it happened and then from there everybody got a hold of it a hold of it the they got a hold yeah. of it and uh, of it. Yeah. completely took off on the internet went viral everybody was tweeting her josiah williams made a rap to it uh, it just it completely blew up uh, I mean, hell, people were asking for shirts. I provided one. I, I did I did a shirt. It was teespring.com slash uh, my hole or something like that. But uh, again, I've taken it down. But hey, DM me if you want access to it. You know? Yeah, bro. Can I get like a no, sketchy not you. version? Definitely not you. Oh, man. Um, people saying Nia needs to come out next week with her butt bandage. No, hell no. She didn't come out of SmackDown with her butt <laughs> yeah. bandage. How the hell is she coming out of Raw? Um, She's going out with the tape, the like the, tape, ki- like, the Kinzio, the, yeah, uh, ki- yeah. kinetic tape. What is it called? Yeah. Uh, but uh, as soon as WWE acknowledged it, I knew they were about to beat it to death. That's true. Uh, but why not run with it? If she was getting over, why not run with it? That's like saying, well, because Becky Lynch broke her nose, ironically, because of Nia Jax, that they shouldn't have <laughs> run with that. And they did. So, I mean, I think when something works, you run with it. My see, point of view. Nia Jax is just making stars out of everybody, man. That's why they right. keep using her, you know? And getting back to it, because Hunter sa- said it's her what moment because it's like what the crowd will react to. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Austin's Austin 316 moment was like that career-defining moment. The what stuff was like you knew Austin could, could never get away from that because people just got a hold of it, and that was it. So now even, you know, obviously when fans are around... Austin's doing a promo. He's like, I'm sitting here in Tampa, Florida. And people are like, what? what? And, you know, he has to go off of that. Like, he, he's forced to. That's kind of what I'm getting at with Nia Jax. It's like, no matter what she does, the my whole stuff will come up. Mm. 
<laughs> Alex Guerrero inside joke says Macy Barber about to get her ass beat. You're still cuter, Kenny. Because I, I I said something about going against the UFC, and I was like, I'm cuter than Macy Barber, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, anyway. Oh my god, I forgot the UFC out tonight. Damn, See? this is a packed night. At that night, Brandon's like, damn it, takes off his headphones and sleeps. But Brandon, uh, NXT Vengeance Day, we'll finish with this. Do you even know who's in NXT right now? (laughs) Yes, uh, Kota Ibushi, right? Is he in NXT? No, wait, no, 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 he's not, he's He's not. I got, I got confused. You're, talk, you're talking about Kushida, aren't you? Kushida, yes. That's that, you, you knew what I meant. So you knew I knew. I knew you're racist. Yeah, you absolutely. Knew I knew what you knew. You, be, yeah. you said all Asian people look alike. I just and I'm half Asian. <laughs> I'm very offended by that. That's not what I, I mean. And did everybody in the chat just hear just hear him call no. uh, Kushida Kenta? <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> you see, you see, it happens, man. I'm not doing this on purpose. Oh man! Come on. Oh, everybody's laughing at you in the chat right now. But anyway, let's get into this, Brandon. Um, Johnny Wrestling's there. (laughs) Grimes. So the Dusty Classic, let's get into the two Dusty Classic matches, because obviously those are the big ones. The whole chat's going crazy right now, because Brandon just completely biffed that. (laughs) Can you uh, hear me? All right. Let's get into this right here. Thanks for pulling up the card, Brandon. Oh yeah, yeah, let me let me pull up the card, everybody, because that's what I did. Earlier. Nope, I already I already got it because Brandon's horrible. Um, so we got first of all, we got Io Shirai versus Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. I don't I, for the NXT Women's Championship. To me, if you don't freaking, uh, I don't know. I take the to me, you take the title off of Io Shirai because she's just had it and she's just kind of coasting right now. I don't know. I think right now you put it on Mercedes Martinez. I I actually mm. would rather see anybody, but. Io Shirai win and I'm a, I'm a fan of Io Shirai I really like her but again it's just like it's going that route of like is it too long that she's had the title uh yeah I mean she, she's a good champion but yeah I think you kind of she's had it for long enough that I think you can afford to but then it's like what does she do after love, that do you put her love. do you give her a main roster run does she what I happens she's been ready for a call up for a little bit I thought they were going to bring her up a while ago so. me too uh, but speaking of which, uh, this one intrigues me. I mean, we're talking about the Women's Dusty Classic, the first Women's Dusty Classic. We got Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Is this um, Ember Moon's time? To me, again. To me, remember that the women, the winners get a future WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. This is the one I'm looking forward to for the simple reason that, to me, this is where you have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez win. Oh. You have them win. The tag team titles and now the tag team titles can travel to any show now you have something that intrigues me because i would like to see the women's tag titles go especially go to the uh nxt roster for one simple reason we have way too many makeshift tag teams on raw and smackdown for the women's mm. tag team titles it's literally to the point where you can tell they're like ah shit how do we book this because we got we don't know what to do with it so give it to some legitimate tag teams in NXT. That's my point of view. All right. But we got MSK. So that's Nash Carter and Wesley versus the grizzled young veterans um, in the so Dusty grizzly. Classic finals. Um, 
this I feel like you pull this you pull uh you do something good you have MSK win it because MSK winning it would mean a lot more but then again this is one of those where it doesn't matter who wins because either way you got stars made grizzled young veterans are good enough to, to win too I'm actually not unhappy with either result I just think you give it to MSK okay um no, I never. I didn't hear that. Kenny, did you hear Triple H wants a women IC title for NXT? Ooh. Now, here's my thing. All right. And this has nothing to do with the women. This has to do with the booking. I'm not a fan of them giving an IC title for the sake of the IC title. My problem with what they've done with some of the with the women's division, the tag team championships is the perfect example. It was history making for you to give the women tag team championships. They deserved it. How the hell are you booking makeshift tag teams and pissing away the whole concept of the title? So that's what I'm getting at. Is like if you're going to give an IC title, you'd better damn make sure that that roster is good enough that you, or creative is good enough, I should say, yeah. for the Intercontinental title. And to me, why won't you call it a Women's North American title if it's an uh, NXT? Maybe it'll help differentiate it from, so you don't have to be like, oh, the, the women's North American title. It could just be like, oh, well, I guess my point is like the IC is on the main roster, <laughs> so it's like it, it would it's make still, more sense. Yeah. Right, but that's just that's just nitpicking, of course. Nitpicking, I'm yeah. down for it again if they do more with the women. Okay, and Doctor NXT Scorpio says I think the NXT Women's Division needs the tag title more. Honestly, that's what I'm getting at because you give it to Raquel Gonzalez and. Uh, Dakota Kai, they seem like a big fucking deal with those titles. Okay? That's my point of view. And uh, Eric says, he said what, what you said, Kenny, on a conference call for TakeOver. I appreciate oh. the fact that me and Triple H are in the very this. same train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want a unique mid-card title. And that's what I'm saying, too. Yeah. I would love that. I think it is a, you know a good concept to have again we want the women's division on par with the men and that's why it sucks that they treat the tag team titles the way they do um kayfabe games is kind of understands where i'm going with this which is wwe's creative can't be trusted to at to be adding new titles in my opinion they need less titles so they don't end up with clusterfuck booking yes kind of what i'm getting at um speaking of Big card titles. Oh, but no, but getting uh, back to uh, the MSK yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that the winners receive a future NXT tag team championship match? That's where I go, okay, I think it would be cooler to have MSK because they're getting the push. So MSK right. coming in and making a, making noise, I think works a lot better. Um, but li- you, like you said, speaking of which, go ahead. Yeah, the North American <laughs> championship. Big card titles, baby. Johnny, Johnny Gargano and versus uh, Kota Ibushi, Kota Ibushi. Brandon, That's right, as Brandon yeah. said. Oh my god. This versus is huge, Kushida. People. This is a huge match. I didn't think I would like Johnny Gargano as a heel because he was such a good babyface, and then he proved me wrong. Um, he's been such a good heel to the point where they came back from commercial and he was in an arm, remember, he had his arm <laughs> in a sling. And they were they had Austin Theory putting him over the ropes and, and um, Indy Hartwell grabbing him. Remember again, he has an arm injury. <laughs> and they're putting him, in, holding him over the ropes and putting him into a wheelchair. Uh, it was just so hokey in the best way possible. Um, I love I, it. was again, I wasn't sold on his heel run, but I'm there. 
I'm there. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's because I thought I thought I'm like, oh, you don't turn that guy baby face. But you know, a little sidebar. He always reminded me of Christian. Very similar in ring style. <laughs> They're just so solid. Um, I want to see that feud now that Christian's back. Johnny Gargano versus Christian, and. I know it's going to end up with Gargano as the as the heel and Christian as the baby, but I feel like you switched that. Yeah. I feel like it'd be a better match. Uh, chat says Kota Ibushi wins the North American title. Yes. Uh, no, I think Kushida wins 100%. Really? Uh, you don't think they keep the Johnny stuff going? Maybe shenanigans, but maybe yeah. shenanigans is, is how Johnny Gargano wins. Like Austin Theory comes in, beats up Kushida. So yeah, I can see, I can see Gargano retaining now that I think about it. Because again, he's getting over so good as a heel why take it off of him <laughs> kyle says hakushi is definitely winning the north american title tomorrow <laughs> brandon doesn't even know who hakushi is <laughs> i want to find out but uh we go to the nxt championship finn balor versus pete dunn Ooh, this is good you had the edge involvement there getting us hyped for it that's i think that nice really what's gonna happen i think the i think edge might show up here I think he might pull up a seat front row, start looking um, at this match. Again, there's no doubt in my mind Edge is facing Roman Reigns, just so we're aware. But I think but that gotta... I think that you give the rub to NXT in this, let Edge watch the match, uh, maybe get involved at the end with the stare down. I think it does nothing but good, good things for NXT. And <laughs> you want to win. Mm. <laughs> this is a toughie, man. I want, it's like Finn's your I guy. Want Dunn, I want Dunn to but, win. Yeah. But like to me, there's more opportunity with Finn Balor. Like, I don't think it's the time to take the title off of him, especially since he was injured a little bit. Like, he's got other things that can happen. Who does Pete Dunn feud with after winning the title? Uh Karobushi. Kodobushi's not in. Right, <laughs> Brandon's horrible. Um, there we go. Balor wins. I can see the stare down and cross attacks. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting at is that there's more opportunity for Balor to go into a, a, another challenger than for Pete Dunn to win and go. Who does he challenge after that? Damien Priest left already. You know what I mean? Like, there's more options for Finn Balor. So I definitely can see Finn Balor versus um, Karrion Cross. Which, no, Hollis, to... you need help because she's yeah. <laughs> she loves carrying cross a little bit too much. Oh, now Renee says Balor is hot. I have a question, Renee. Do you like uh, Balor blue tights, or do you like the reason the I black... had a disgusted look in my face right there was because I oh, yeah. was scared of what Brandon was going to ask oh. <laughs> more than anything. Um, so Kyle says Balor is winning to be that big name to defend the title at WrestleMania, probably against Cross. So again, we go back to if the NXT title is getting defended at WrestleMania, we have more of a marquee match with Finn Balor. And hey, Europe wins either way because the European crowd, if 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 the NXT title is defended at WrestleMania, you're going to have a strong European presence either way. Well, that's like they let them. <laughs> no, I'm talking, Brandon. As if Europe can't access WrestleMania yeah, on the WWE network, yeah, network, so they're not. So just because they can't attend, they, they're gonna watch it. It didn't happen. Ooh, uh oh, might have to end the podcast now because people are saying can't stand Cross and Hollis. Ooh. Hollis is gonna come for them. But, <laughs> but anyway, Brandon, 
yeah, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. This is one of those episodes where we broke down wrestling more than uh, more than anything else. Oh, who? Wait, hold, on, hold on a second. <laughs> Hunter says I'm not a fan of Balor's looks. First of all, <laughs> you take that shit back right there. Okay. And Renee, by the way, says I didn't mean hot like that. But Brandon, you know Brandon. Oh, you know Brandon. Oh, look, look at this guy. Okay. This guy asked me on air to be his Valentine. Of course, Brandon's in that state of mind. Wait, wait, Hunter. Brandon, it's more? actually wait, wait, Brandon. It's actually yeah. Valentine's Day right now. That's right. Happy it's Valentine's actually, Day, Happy everybody. Valentine's Day to my 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 boo, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Hunter, are are you more a uh, AJ Styles kind of? Wait, look, look. I'm a completely look, bluntly. I'm a completely heterosexual man. I know Finn Balor is a really good looking guy. How are we arguing this? But first, AJ Styles, though. I mean, I know I'm good looking. I got long Pantene Pro V hair. Uh, that's why I got four kids with my wife. And that's why Claire Lynch wanted me. That's right. <laughs> if you don't know what Claire Lynch is, please don't Google it. Please don't yes. Google it. Best angle ever. And by the way, yes, Renee, I've never seen you in here before, so thank you for joining us. Eric as well. Eric Travis. Uh, Kenny, did you like Grimes promo? So we talked about we talked about the stocks, but guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me again. We are going to be watching uh, NXT Takeover Vengeance Day live, right, Brandon? You can come over to my house. Uh, wow, I think I gotta work. Wow, look at this guy. If Brandon should come over and watch NXT Takeover <laughs> Vengeance Day wow. instead of going to work, hit that thumbs up right now. And Hollis is saying it right now. <laughs> right. And Renee, thank you, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Saying uh, I am new here. Um, nice. Remember, <laughs> people saying, "Oh God, Claire Lynch." But uh, you know what, um, Brandon? Again, yeah. my Valentine. I want you. To, <laughs> I want you to have a good Sunday, and I will see you later. I will keep the fire warm for you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Keep it warm, everybody. But you all have a good rest of your day. We'll see you next week. Good night. <laughs>